you have your Bibles, and even if you don't have them, it's okay. We're going to place it on the screens for you. Isaiah, the 43rd chapter. We're going to look at two verses, verses 10 and verse number 11. Verse number 10 and verse number 11. Amen. Amen. It's there for you on the screen. This is the word of the Lord, our God. You are my witnesses, says the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, nor shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and besides me there is no Savior. This is the word of the Lord our God this morning, praising God for this. Let us pray, God, we thank you now. Your word has declared who you are, and we believe. We ask now, Lord God, that you would speak, and speak only in the way that you can. God, I prayed as I prayed many times before. I'm not able, incompetent and insufficient of this task that stands before me. However, with your help of the Holy Ghost, allow your word to come forth with power and conviction. For truly, Lord, drops of grief can ne'er repay the debt of love that I owe. Dear Lord, I give myself away. It's simply all that I can do. This is my prayer in the perfect, priceless, and powerful name of Jesus, who is the Christ. And it's for his cause we say amen. 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 I want to invite you to go ahead and put something in the chat line as we make this declaration. This is the sermon titled Divine Reassurance. I know God still got me. Hallelujah. I know God still got me. Somebody go ahead and put that in the chat line. Let's go ahead and declare it to yourself. If we were in the sanctuary, I would tell you to look to the person at your right or left and smile at them and give them this declaration. But I want you to make this declaration for yourself. I know God still got me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For the last four months, we have dealt with one element in existence that seeks to rob us of our peace. That element is fear. In May, we spoke about fear rooted in anxiety. That is the paralyzing feeling that your life is in danger or could end at any moment. We studied the life of the prophet Elijah and how he fought for his life while he dealt with anxiety. He overcame his anxiety by finding rest, refuge, and revelation all in the presence of God. In July, we gave a declaration to combat the fear of insecurity. That's the fear of not being good enough. 
We stood on the pillars of our heritage and our faith as a people and as saints of the Most High God to declare that I am good enough. That is, our value, worth, and affirmations are all rooted in our identity in God. In the same truth of the young prophet Jeremiah, the Lord of all flesh knew us before we were formed in the seed and womb of our parents. Yes, our self-worth predates our existence. We are good enough because God says we are good enough. And for the last month, we have made a declaration to combat the fear of the unknown. We have made this declaration of divine reassurance. Many of you have sent texts, emails, and even t-shirts that proclaim this affirmation. God's got me. And when we survey the breadth of our life and existence, we can see that the Lord our God has walked with us. The Lord our God has stayed with us. The Lord our God has carried us. The Lord our God has defended us. The Lord our God has vindicated us. And the Lord our God has kept us and made us declare that God's got me. We have embraced the words of Psalm 91, of which we know to be true in our lives, that you shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. There is a pestilence among us named the COVID-19, and it is real. And even some of you have contracted it, but because you know that the Lord your God has got you, you did not allow fear to grip or shackle you in unbelief. You stood on the word of God in the same psalm that declared that God has given his angels charge over you to keep you in all of your ways. And this is exactly what God has done. Shiloh, God has kept us in all of our ways and even before the coronavirus God has kept us and was the one who was responsible for keeping us even when our ways were wayward God kept us even when our ways were out of alignment God kept us even when our ways were questionable God kept us even when we lost our way God found us God fixed us and God still kept us. Yes, 2020 has been a year like no other, but there is one declaration that we will continue to make in 2020. In fact, we will continue to make it until Jesus Christ calls us home because we were making this declaration before the year began. God's got me and God still got me. If you believe that, go ahead and declare it to yourself. Put it in the chat line. Tell somebody who's next to you if you are not alone in your home but even if you have to declare it to yourself go ahead and say it God's got me 
Hallelujah. Therefore, we have no other recourse than to bless his wonderful name. I mean, Shiloh Baptist Church of Alexandria, Virginia. Is this your response this morning? Is this what you seek to do on the first Sunday morning of September of 2020? Is this your why this morning? Is this why you log in to your computer? Is this why you turn on your phone? Is this why you open your tablet? Is this why you called into the phone line? You don't think too highly of yourself to believe that you are here solely because you wash your hands, you wore a mask, and social distance. You do know that there are people who have done all three and they still contracted the virus and transitioned out of this life, yet some of you have done neither yet you are still here even those of you who have contracted the virus are living to welcome another day God's got you God's got me hallelujah you should have your hands lifted right now in your home you should be somewhere on the floor worshiping right now you should be running in the park if you're outside listening into this broadcast you should be grateful right now because you have had family members and friends and co-workers who have gone on to glory but in this crisis your testimony is that God has shown you that God is not through with you is there anybody out there who can say with me I know God still got me Come on, say it one more time. I know God still got me. This is our declaration today that I know God still got me. Yes, COVID-19 is a crisis. But if you would be honest, this is not the only crisis you have seen or experienced in your life. It may be different, it may be peculiar, but it is not the only crisis that you have seen in your life. You have seen the many different sides of trouble. You have seen different angles of turmoil. You have seen multiple types of tribulation, and you have seen every ounce of trifling. But the Lord your God, who is the Lord of all flesh of whom nothing is too hard he's the one who says that he's got you now I don't have the time to divulge your entire portfolio or biography of your life many of us have been in crisis since the day we were born because it's called being black in America but yet we are still here I know God's got me and it really doesn't matter if someone or anyone thinks otherwise Shiloh I know for myself as I observe my history and our history in comparison to that of other ministries somebody has been praying and calling on the name of the Lord and our God has received responded with favor come on Shiloh let's preach together as one church actively advancing the kingdom of God let's say it together I know God still got me because if it had not been for the Lord on our side let Shiloh now say that our help is in the name of the Lord the maker of heaven and earth is there anybody out there who can declare with me this morning and say I no, God still got me. Hallelujah. 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 This is the continuing theme of our text this morning. Hallelujah. God speaking through the prophet Isaiah encourages Judah 
that the Lord is with them and the Lord is for them. He desires that they recognize that God's got them. Hallelujah. We go into the Bible. We in the text. We return to Isaiah 43. In the book of comfort, God is making his case to the children of Judah. God declares who he is and who he has been to them. He gives them the word to fear not. Although they have impending trouble, they will encounter God still promises to walk alongside them and to be with them. Hallelujah. He's saying he's still God. And in this oracle, God addresses Judah with the words, for I am the Lord, your God. It is a declaration of his character as the eternal one, the almighty one, the self-existent one in whom there is no failure. The Lord, Jehovah, is telling this generation of Judah that he is still the sovereign ruler of creation. He reminds them that he is the one who's created them. He instructs them that he is the one who has formed them. He informs them that he is the one who has redeemed them. He tells them that when trouble arises, he will still be God. He gives them a foretaste of what they will encounter, but that they have no reason to fear. God says to them through Isaiah, I am with you for I am the Lord, your God. Shiloh, it is here by these prophetic living words from our living God where our confidence in God should flourish. The God who spoke to Judah 2,700 years ago is the same God who speaks to us today with these same words through the Holy Spirit. Because God has created us, because God has formed us, because God has redeemed us through the blood of Jesus Christ, because we are called by his name and created for his glory, we should carry a certain perspective when things arise in the world, especially when the Lord said that they would happen. The church of the living God should not be alarmed by the coronavirus, but should view it as proof of what God has declared. Let me say that again. The church of the living God, the remnant, those who know the voice of God, those who walk with God and hear God should not be alarmed by the coronavirus, but view it as proof of what God has declared. Hallelujah. We began in this COVID era declaring the word of the Lord. When this all hit us in March, what we see among us is that the coronavirus is a pestilence. A pestilence is defined as a fatal epidemic disease, an outbreak of a deadly and highly infectious disease. Let me give the definition one more time so that you can make the connection, church and child of God. A pestilence is defined as a fatal epidemic disease, an outbreak of a deadly and highly infectious disease. Is this not an apt description of the SARS-2 virus, the COVID-19 virus, what we call the coronavirus? I mean, over 26.6 million people in the world, of which over 874,000 people have died 
In the United States alone, 6.3 million cases, and it's increasing, and over 190,000 deaths, and scientists and people are predicting that the United States could reach over 400,000 deaths before this year is over. We are the nation with the most cases and deaths. And it seems to be that pockets, hot pockets continue to arise in this country where people are ignoring the signs and continue to gather as if we are living in a fantasy and a facade and this coronavirus is not real. Church, this is a pestilence. Yet, our Lord and Savior said that these things would occur. Jesus Christ spoke this as recorded down in the Gospel of Matthew, the 24th chapter. He says here, For nation will arise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. And we have seen all three in 2020. All these are the beginning of sorrows. These are the times that are among us. We are in the beginning of sorrows because Jesus Christ is returning. And Christ said these things would happen before he returns. Yes, church, Jesus Christ is coming back. Yep, those of us who are in Christ, we need not fear. Uh-uh. If anything, we are seeing that the word of God is true. His word that does not return unto him void. The Bible says through the same prophet Isaiah, as God has said this, for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but they water the earth and make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. God says, so shall my word that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. The word is true. Therefore, if God says fear not, then this is the prophetic word of the Lord for us. Fear not even in this pandemic, the God who spoke these words is the same God in whom we have been redeemed. So if this God is the same God of Israel and Judah, if this God is the same God who sent Jesus Christ, the Son of God, if this God is the same God who says that heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never pass away, and this God says, fear not, I am with you, therefore all of us can, we can say that I know God still got me because he's the same God who spoke long ago and continues to speak today and if he kept a recalcitrant and stubborn people who worship other gods and we are those who have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, the Holy Lamb of God, still trusting and still praying and still believing and still worshiping even through a virtual means then that means that God 
still got us. Uh, say it with me one more time. I know God's got me. Why? Because I'm still here to testify to another day that the Lord is good uh, and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endure throughout the generations. Somebody shout back at me until I can hear you and say, I know the Lord God. He's got me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So our God tells Judah through Isaiah why they should know that the Lord God is with them. He says it in the text. He says, you are my witnesses, says the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me, there was no God form, bless your name, nor shall there be any after me. Verse 11 says, I, even I, I am the Lord. And besides me, there is no Savior. Our text brings us to the first claim, the reason why we can say emphatically that I know God's got me is because I know I'm a witness. That's what I want to tell you. Because I'm a witness. Yeah, I, I, I can say that God's got me because I am a witness. Hallelujah. It's in the text. Jehovah says to Judah, you are my witnesses and my servant whom I have chosen. Glory to God. In this trial scene, God calls on Israel to witness on his behalf that it was he and no other God who could save them and that has saved them. Jehovah says, you are my witnesses to the world of why I tell you to fear not. Yahweh gives this declaration saying that they need to look down through the generations and see who he has been. Israel can testify that Yahweh alone is God, that he is eternal. Israel can testify to his power and freedom because they have experienced his power and freedom in his history. Yahweh alone judges and Yahweh alone saves and no one can hinder his actions. Israel is not asked to testify to this by revelation in the sense of a document giving proof but to testify of its own experience. Yahweh is recognized as God because he performs the acts of God. And Israel is his proof. Jehovah says to Judah and Israel that your ancestors and the generations before you know of my work, which is why you are a witness. He says to them, you know how I called your father Abram and changed his name to Abraham. You know how I gave him and Sarah a child when Abraham was 99 and Sarai, Sarah was 84. You know how I tested him and Isaac at Mount Moriah and he discovered that I became his Jehovah Jireh. You know how I made Isaac prosper in a famine and drought in Gerar and reap 100 fold even though he was, the condition did not support him prospering. He still prospered me because my favor was on him. You know how I prospered Joshua 
as someone who went there as a slave and became second in command in Egypt. You know how I kept your people in a foreign land for 40 years and for 400 years rather and I heard their cries and sent my servant Moses to deliver them. God says you are my witnesses. You know how I called you out of Egypt. You know how the death angel passed over your house because of the blood of the lamb was over your doorpost. You know how I opened the sea for your people to pass through on dry land. You know how I gave you my law and I brought you to myself at a holy mountain to worship me. You are my witnesses. You know how you rejected me by worshiping idols and creating other gods, yet I still walk with you for 40 years in the wilderness, and your shoes and sandals did not rot, and your clothes did not rot. You know how I fulfilled my promise to Abraham through Joshua as he crossed the Jordan River on dry ground again and gave you victory in a land that you didn't even know. You know how I have been your God through the period of the judges, through the monarchies of Saul, David, Solomon, and other kings. You are my witnesses, and yet because you worship other gods, I'm sending you away, but you have no reason to fear because I'm still the Lord and I am with you. You are my witnesses. I am still your God and I have been your God. Shiloh, we're not the only people and Judah's not the only people that can say that, that they have a heritage and a witness to what God has done because we walk in the lineage and heritage of survivors and overcomers who know what the Lord has done. And given the pathology within the African-American Christian diaspora, we know what it means to walk as a witness to the work of the Lord in our survival of adversity, persecution, and misunderstanding. The church is still here. We are a witness to what God has done. Hallelujah. Through the Atlantic slave trade of the Royal African Company, we are a witness through the brutality and mutilation and the identity as savages and animals through the fighting in wars on this soil and foreign souls fighting for freedoms that we could not even obtain and freedoms that would evade us. We are witnesses what the Lord can do and how the Lord has been our God through the emancipation proclamation that gave a loophole for the continued oppression of our people in this country through reconstruction, the great compromise of 1877 and the black codes and Jim and Jane Crow laws and through terrorism in Tulsa, Rosewood, East St. Louis and Wilmington, North Carolina. We are witnesses of the Lord who has been our God through redlining and lynching and civil rights and voting rights and the attempted repeal of them both. The black church is still here as a witness to what God has done and the Shiloh Baptist Church of Alexandria, Virginia for 157 years has been a witness that he is the Lord. That means you're a witness and I'm a witness. We are witnesses. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, I know what God's got me because I know I'm a witness. Hallelujah. The word witness means testimony. Any object is a symbol of a past event and it acts as a memorial. That's me and you. It's a testimony. The giving of evidence in a formal legal setting. We are the evidence. An object which is legal proof 
of an accusation. Hallelujah. I've been accused of being saved. You've been accused of being saved. And that is what we are. A person, here it is, which gives verbal testimony and provides information about a situation. Well, I'm providing information to give a verbal testimony that Jesus Christ is Lord. A witness is someone who sees an event and reports what happened. Shiloh, our reason that we got some witnesses out there, we got some witnesses amongst us worshiping together who can give credence and evidence to the declaration that I know God still got me because we have a virtual congregation filled with witnesses, not only witnesses, but eyewitnesses and material witnesses who give credence to the case for God so that his defense can arrest. Hallelujah. You may have seen many television shows and movies that depict the proceedings in a court of law. If you are old school, you probably remember Perry Mason. Perry Mason was a master in the courtroom. Maybe you may be of the middle generation like myself. You remember L.A. Law, the practice, Matlock, Night Court. If you're a new school, you're probably most familiar with Law and Order and all of its spinoffs, Criminal Intent and Special Victims Unit. No matter the case, in all these trials, Somebody had to have some key evidence in the form of an eyewitness to a crime. And in some measures, there were protective measures in place to secure the testimony of a witness. Prosecution of guilt or the defense of innocence rested on the testimony of a certain witness, in particular, an eyewitness. Well, church, in the trials of life, we stand as a witness. You and I have the testimony as witnesses to the world that God is. We have too many accounts to which we can testify that our God, he is the Lord. There are too many times in our experiences where we have witnessed the power, the glory, and mighty God. So Shiloh, question that I have for you today is can I get a witness? As a pastor, I have my own testimony as an eyewitness to the glory, grace, and mercy of God. And as your pastor, I have privilege of knowing how you are a witness and recipient of the same grace, same mercy, same power, same glory that has been shown unto me. Because for at least five of you, your survival as one who has contracted the coronavirus but not stand fully healed speaks of who God is. For many of you, cancer has not had the final say-so about your life and testimony because your witness is that God is a healer. Some of you in this pandemic, you have been furloughed or lost your job, yet you still have all you need so you are a witness that God is indeed a keeper. For some of you in the midst of the coronavirus, you are gainfully employed and even prospering as you witness that God is Jireh. Yes, he does provide. For some of you, God has brought reconciliation to broken relationships in your family 
and you know that God is a restorer. For a few of you, God has brought your children back home in their right mind when they were led astray as the Lord promised. And now you see and know for yourself that God is a promise keeper. For many of you, God has expanded your repertoire in your adult life. Not only are you parent, but you, now you become teacher, you become administrator and manager and executive and proprietor of the business you call your household. And now you see that God is a way maker and a miracle worker. And if you would be honest, when this pandemic began, some of you were about to lose it because you didn't know what to expect. But God went and retrieved your mind in him. And now you are a witness that God is a mind regulator. All of us should have a t-shirt that says overcomer because that's exactly the way that God has moved on our behalf. And Shiloh, if God has done this for you and me, then we are witnesses who can testify that God is. Can I get a witness that God is? Can I get a witness that God is good? Can I get a witness that God is excellent? Can I get a witness that God is worthy? Can I get a witness that God is great? Can I get a witness that God is wonderful? Can I get a witness that God is awesome? Can I get a witness that God is everything I need God to be and even more? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I get a witness? We have the evidence we need to declare that I know God still got me. Somebody shot it with me again. I know God still got me. It's wonderful to hear the testimony of others because it gives me encouragement. But when you know for yourself what the Lord has done and how he keeps and has kept you, you are an eyewitness. You have a firsthand knowledge of how excellent the Lord your God is. And my existential reality testifies to the truth that I know God still got me. Shiloh, if you don't believe what I'm saying, then just go ahead and look in the mirror. Yeah, yeah, find the mirror somewhere. Go ahead and put your phone on selfie mode and see what a witness looks like in God. Hallelujah. Go ahead and smell yourself and see what a witness smells like in the Lord God. Hallelujah. Pinch yourself to see that a witness of the Lord your God feels like because your phone and mirror and your pinching and your smelling and your senses all testify that God is. You are here by the grace, power, and favor of the Most High God. Can I get a witness who knows that God still got me? Hallelujah. Church, we should not need the Lord to prompt his witnesses to testify on his behalf. We should be willing to testify on behalf of the Lord to praise God because your witness should provoke you to bless his name. Your witness should provoke you to bless the Lord at all times. Your witness should provoke you to give him glory. Your witness should provoke you to magnify the Lord your God. Your witness should provoke you to exalt the name of the Lord your God. Your witness should provoke you to lift him higher. Can I get a witness? Hallelujah. I know I'm a witness. And I know you are a witness, but church, we are not the only witnesses who can testify that God is. We have another witness who can testify that God is, which provides us with the power to declare that I know that God still got me because the witness is the word of God. 
Yes, this is our second claim. The word of God is a witness. Scholars suggest that the law of God is God's testimony because it is his own affirmation relative to his very person and purpose. While in the Old Testament, the written words constitute the testimony, it is the proclamation of the gospel, which is the essence of the testimony of the New Testament. The Bible, the word of God, is a witness. Word of God is a witness by which we can say, I know God still got me. Because the word of God testifies that God still got me. Hallelujah. The word says, fear not. For I have redeemed you. I've called you by your name. You are mine. <clears throat> the word of God is a witness that God still got me. The word of God witnesses by saying, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, the Holy One of Shiloh, your Savior. The word is a witness that God still got me. The word says, before me there was no God formed, nor shall there be after me. E I, even I am the Lord. And besides me, there is no savior. The word of God is a witness to me. Thus says the Lord, King of Israel and his Redeemer, the Lord of hers. I am the first and I'm the last. And besides me, there is no God. The word is a witness that this God still got me. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that arises against you in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness, their vindication is from me, says the Lord. The word of God is a witness that God still got me. What then shall we say of these things if God be for us? Who can be against us? The word of God is a witness that God still got me. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. The word of God is a witness that God still got me. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God shall deliver them. The Lord shall deliver them from them all. The word of God is a witness that God still got me. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down for the Lord will uphold him or her with his right hand. I once was young and now I'm old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed begging bread. The word of God is a witness unto me. The word of God is the witness who testifies about our witness. Hallelujah. Because the word is a witness. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything that was made. And this Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, glory of the only Son from the Father, whose full of grace and truth. The word points to him because he is the witness. In fact, he is the reason that we gather as the church of the living God. Hallelujah. He is the reason why we worship on the Lord's day. He is the reason why we gather as the body of Christ. He is the reason why we gather at this virtual table to break the bread of 
and drink the cup because he is the witness we celebrate who has given his broken body and his precious blood Isaiah would say it again in a few chapters later but he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him yet by his stripes we are healed he is the witness who gave his life so that you and I could enter into the family of God he is the witness who testifies uh, that he is the Lord. Uh, he is the witness who died on a hill called Calvary right about the ninth hour. He is a witness who hung his head uh, in the lap of his shoulders. He is the witness who gave up his spirit to the Father. But I'm so glad uh, that this was not his final testimony. I'm so glad uh, that this was not his final word. Uh, I'm so glad uh, that this was not the end of him. Uh, I'm so glad uh, that his life didn't end here because it's a first Sunday morning and we're at the table. I need the Shiloh Baptist Church uh, to help me to close this sermon and talk about the witness that we have in him uh, who is Jesus Christ. Uh, we said he was wounded. We said we put, they put nails in his hands. Uh, we said that he went to Calvary. But I need somebody out there with your sanctified voice uh, to help me get him out of the grave uh, because he did not stay there. Can somebody say early? Hallelujah. Early one Sunday morning, come on Say it again uh, like you really mean it. Say early Sunday morning. He got up, uh, and when he got up, he did so uh, not just with a little bit of power, not just uh, with some power, but uh, he got up uh, with all power. Hallelujah. He's got all power. Glory to his name. He has all hallelujah and he's coming back again that's why we got a pestilence he's gonna crack the sky and we'll be caught up to meet him in the air is there anybody out there who wants to go with Jesus when he comes is there anybody out there who wants to see him on that glorious day if you want to be with him then you ought to shout yes hallelujah yes Yes, glory to God. Yes. Hallelujah. 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 He's our witness. He made me a witness. You and I know too much about God to be shackled in fear of not knowing what's to come when the Bible has already given us what the ultimate end and destination will be. We have an advantage on the world because we know how this thing is going to end. Hallelujah. 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 Therefore, I know God still got me. I know God still got me. I stand here as a convicted and a convinced man of God, come hell or high water, God's got me. I know God still got me because I witnessed God do too much in my life. 
and I know what God has done in your life. You've seen too much, and God's done too much for you to doubt him now, especially to our teachers and administrators in schools. God's got you. You know too much about God, even if this shift in transition, to even consider that God will not have you. Now God's got you. God may even be trying to stretch you and put you in a whole new position in place because the whole education system, system is shifting. And God may just be preparing you. Matter of fact, God is preparing you for the shift and the change to make you more versatile. In fact, you may be able to leave the classroom, become your own consultant if you do this so well, because there are many people who could not get to the schoolhouse but can get to a computer who can now learn. Who knows? God may be shifting your whole experience to put you in a place to be even more prosperous. Hallelujah. God's got you, teachers. Hallelujah. God's got you. As you set up your virtual office and virtual classroom from home, the Lord God's got you. Hallelujah. He's got you. It's not going to let you go in this. How does he still have you? you still employed in this area. Hallelujah. You are needed. God's got you. Amen. Father, we thank you. We praise you and we bless you for everything that you are. God, I pray for our students and our children and our administrators and our teachers, our faculties in any educational institution of learning, whether it be on the preschool level, the pre-K level, Lord God, the elementary, middle, junior, high school, uh, vocational level, Lord God, higher education, wherever they are, Lord God, hallelujah. God, grant them the confidence to know that you have not left them, nor have you forsaken them, but that you are with them because you live in them. God, you got them. Hallelujah. Just open their minds to be able to receive you in this new capacity. Hallelujah. God, walk with them. Whisper in their ear that, yes, this too shall pass, but in the meantime, you are forming them and fashioning them and you're making them and that you will be with them. Hallelujah. God, we pray for parents who have to act as teacher, tutor, and counselor in these times, even while they maintain their work. God, enlarge their territory and expand their capacity. Show them who you created them to be and let them know that they are more than who they've been right now in the name of Jesus. God, just open their minds and expand, God, hallelujah, their ability to let them know that with you, nothing is impossible. That's your word as declared in Luke, the first chapter in the 37th verse, even as the angel Gabriel proclaimed it to Mary, that with God, all things are possible, which means with you, this is possible. And we will make it. God, we thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Just a brief prayer for all of those who are beginning school this week. Also want to remind you that you still can be a part of the body of Christ. The only way you can have an emphatic declaration of who God is, is to be in relationship with this God. You have to know this God. What is more, this God already knows you, but this God desires 
that you would be known by him. All he wants to do is walk with you in relationship. As the choir is saying, he just wants you to walk worthy. He wants to order your steps to give meaning to your life so you won't be a drifter and a wanderer, but you will have purpose, destiny, direction. You will know what to do because God will tell you. But in order to do that, you have to open your arms and open your hearts and welcome him in. So if you desire to be saved today, would you simply repeat after me? Say this, Lord God, I thank you for calling me. Lord God, I believe that Jesus is the Christ. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that he was raised from the dead. He is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. I love Jesus because Jesus first loved me. And it is in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Listen, that simple, simple prayer. And if you confess that and said that with an earnest authenticity, a genuineness, you meant it. God has entered into your heart. He placed his spirit in you and you are now saved. Now in this community of salvation, God desires to sanctify you and God does that alongside people. And even though we're meeting virtually, we still are a congregation and we're a family. We're in the family of God and we're in the family of Shiloh. That's why we say, come on in and join the Shiloh family because we want you to be a part of us. Just simply email us at connect at shiloh-bc.org. That's connect at shiloh-bc.org.